The following is a CA original. The mighty sound of the South. Tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. What's happening, Tiger football fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Football Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, the sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal. I'm joined by Evan Barnes, our Tiger Football beat writer, and Jason Munns, our uh, digital producer here at the CA. We are only now a few days away, finally, from the start of the 2018 football season. You can start feeling the excitement. It's game week. Memphis opens the year against Mercer Saturday at 6 p.m. at the Liberty Bowl. We will finally get to get some of the answers to the questions we've had. Can this team you know, back up its 10-win season from a year ago and win the AAC West again? How will Brady White do uh, replacing Riley Ferguson? Will this defense be better than last year with a lot of experienced pieces back? A lot of things are now finally about to happen, and it's been a long training camp, a long preseason. But on this podcast, we're going to give you our predictions for the season. We're going to go game by game through the schedule. You'll probably think I'm pessimistic. Maybe you'll think uh, Evan is optimistic and, and Jason is probably right down the middle. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll also talk about the release of Memphis's first uh, two deep, its first depth chart, um, official depth chart ahead of the Mercer game. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Mercer. And then uh, there's a new addition to the roster, uh, a kid from Auburn, a late addition. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about him towards the end, so stick around. But let's start off with our season predictions. I, I think it, you know last year on this podcast, we went game by game through the schedule and just sort of picked who we thought was going to win. So, Evan, Jason, let's start off with Mercer. Who you got? Memphis or Mercer? And, and tell me, I guess you don't need to tell me why for this one because I'm guessing you're going to pick Memphis. But what do you think about this first game, Evan? I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be exciting. I think by halftime, Memphis fans will probably be wondering how soon can we get out of here because I think Memphis will win this game. It'll be fairly convincing. There will be some bumps in a row because obviously this is the first game for for Brady White, but with the experience around him, with this defense trying to make a statement, if everyone stays healthy, I think Memphis will win this one pretty commandingly. All right, Jason? I am uh, with Evan on that. I think that there will probably be, I'm certain there will be hiccups that might you know, make people a little bit nervous just about the rest of the season, but there will never be a, a point, I believe, during this game that uh, the outcome is in doubt. So I think, yeah, I think Memphis is going to win easily. Well, and keep in mind, um, it's funny, last year it was a hurricane game, basically. The weather was awful, and they played Louisiana Monroe and only won 37-29, and they ended up winning 10 games last year. So even if it's closer than maybe you hope it would be, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the end-all, be-all, like, "Uh uh-oh, this team's not as good as we thought it was going to be. Yeah, didn't they give up like 21 points to Southern Illinois or something last year? Uh, yeah, 31 points at the beginning of the people forget the beginning of the year did not exactly go smoothly for this team. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a really good offense, but it, the offense didn't truly click probably until the fifth game of the year, uh, sixth game of the year against UConn after they lost to UCF. So, but, uh, I've also got them going 
starting the year 1-0 with a win over Mercer. Um, I would guess 99.9% of the city of Memphis also has them going 1-0 with a win over Mercer. Now, week two gets a little more interesting. Memphis at Navy. Uh, Memphis beat Navy for the first time last year. Can they do it two times in a row? Evan, do you have Memphis beating Navy the second game of the year? This was a tough one for me, but I am saying no. I think Navy, with Malcolm Perry being a more dynamic quarterback, I think he's going to be tougher to stop than um, than last year's quarterback. So I think Memphis will put up a fight. The defense will be tough, but I think tough to beat Navy at home in their home opener. I'm picking Navy. I'm going to like the game. I think I'm going to enjoy watching the game. I think it's going to be an entertaining few hours, but no, I think I think Navy wins this game. I think if I think if this game was going to be played in October or early November, somewhere in there, that that it might be a different outcome. But I I, I feel like it's there's going to be too um, too much new for Memphis at this point at that point in the season to figure things out against Navy. A few things I would point out. Involving Navy. They never really actually stopped the option last year. What happened was Zach Avey, Navy's quarterback, turned the ball over three times. And that's that's really how they stopped Navy's offense. Um, I believe Navy, Navy still put up 27 points, but they had three pretty promising drives end with turnovers. The other thing to keep in mind is Navy will be coming off a game at Hawaii the week before. So they have a long travel travel thing going on and you know it is a home game for them um but they are i know from talking to like their sid like they are worried about the whole traveling from hawaii to get back to annapolis and then having to play a team like memphis that said i am agreeing with all uh, with all of you i think uh one and one to start the year i think that's you know i think malcolm perry is going to be much more dynamic than Zach Abey. Um And yes, he hasn't played quarterback in college before, but he was a high school quarterback. Now, Navy did lose some people on defense. I know that. Um, so you know, this is going to be a game where I think we're going to learn about Brady White. You know, Because I don't know if this Memphis defense is going to, they're not going to be able to consistently stop Navy. And so Memphis is going to have to put up points to win this game. But I, I tend to agree with both of you that, that Memphis is starting one and one. Um, again, I bet you 85% of the city of Memphis thinks they start two and zero, though. So we are pessimistic. We are negative Nancy's or Nellie's, whatever Josh Pastner used to say. Um, <laughs> then we go on to week three, Georgia state, Yeah, Georgia state, a home game against Georgia state. They were supposed to play Georgia state last year in the game in in Atlanta and the game got called off. Um, do you know, because they rescheduled the UCF game due to, the Hurricane Irma, I believe it was. So Georgia stayed at home, an, ES, an ESPN Friday night game, so a nationally televised showcase game for Memphis. Um, and it'll be, according to us, kind of a bounce-back game, given what we think is going to happen in the Navy game. But Evan, do you have him beating Georgia State? I do. Even though that game is on a Friday and it's a quick turnaround coming from a road game, I think Memphis comes back home, feels better. They make everybody happy on a Friday night and start the weekend, right? So... Memphis beats Georgia State. Jason? I do think that Memphis will win this game. Um, it just might be a little more nerve-wracking than a lot of people would like it to be. I got it as a dub, too. So, all right. South Alabama at home, September 22nd, 8 p.m. Saturday night game. Or, excuse me, 7 p.m. Saturday night game. Evan? 
South Alabama was four and eight last year. I think this will be a nice reminder why Memphis will take care of business. I think Memphis wins this game three and one, right? That's what I had. Three and one. Yeah, I've got Memphis going three and one with a win over the Jaguars. I also has the, have it as a W. I should remind folks uh, back to Georgia State real quick. I didn't realize Georgia State was a bowl team last year. I uh, did not realize that. Um, all right, this this is a, I think a tricky game. September twenty eighth, Friday night, another ESPN game at Tulane. A Tulane team, one of the few teams in the AAC West that returns its starting quarterback this year. Um, and they also run a version of the triple option and gotten better each year. And a lot of people in the AAC think they're kind of a sleeper team uh, in the AAC West. Evan, do you uh, do you see Memphis winning three in a row with a win over Tulane? I hesitantly say yes, and here's why. Like you said, Friday night game, on the road, it's a quick turnaround I like Tulane as a sleeper team. I like Jonathan Banks as a quarterback who can be better. And actually, I looked up. Tulane returns quite a bit of their offense, if I'm not mistaken. They return, I think, um, quite a few starters. So this is a game that Memphis has to be ready for because Tulane got housed last year by Memphis. Um, Memphis can't take them lightly. And being in New Orleans, you know, that crowd is going to be at, you know amped up. So I think Memphis still wins. But this is definitely my trap game of uh, September. I think after a couple of touch-and-go games against teams that Memphis should, I mean, that's the way I see it playing out, uh, touch-and-go against Georgia State and South Alabama, I think they come out very strong and, and win convincingly at Tulane. I just, I'm just i not a green wave believer. And that's Willie Fritz, right? Yes, yeah. Willie Fritz. Yeah. I just looked it up. Yeah. yeah. I am going to say, because my general uh, perception on the season is that Memphis is going to win a game that you don't expect it to, and is going to lose a game you don't expect it to. So I'm going to go Tulane, an upset on the road. This is this is going to be a big game for them, and this is going to be kind of their – they want to make a bowl game this year, Tulane. That's what they've said, and, and I think this is kind of I, – I don't know. I just have a feeling, a bad feeling about this. New Orleans on a Friday night. Um, you're another triple option team. So I'm going to say Memphis loses this game. And should be noted – I see here Tulane has eight starters back on offense. So yeah, that's a game you got to be careful for. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. And then, uh, UConn at home, October 6th, uh, also known as the game two days after Memphis madness, um, for basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't know the time yet of this one, but UConn at home, Randy Edsel, second season back at UConn. Um, Memphis put up a 70 spot on UConn last year. Do they do the same this year, Evan? They will not put up 70 points, that's for sure. But I do think that Memphis wins this game. Last year's game, I, I remember we talked about this off off air, but you know, UConn did make it a little bit tough early on, and then Memphis pulled away. So I think uh, Memphis can do better at home, and I think they win this game. They won't put up 70, though, so that's my bold prediction. Yeah, I, I like um, I like Memphis in this one. Not necessarily a runaway in in the same way that it was last year, but I do think that Memphis will win uh, will win this game. All right, so you go both have Memphis at five and one halfway through the season. I also have Memphis winning this game against UConn. Um, this was the game where the last year where the defense I thought really turned a corner and got better. Um, it was the second half of this game that that was just interesting about last year's game. Um, but yeah. So I've got them four and two through six. You guys have them five and one. And then the big home game of the year, October 13th against UCF, a rematch of the AAC championship game. 
I know Memphis officials are hoping for a really big crowd, maybe a sellout. I, I find that hard to believe, but there's going to be a lot of people there. Should be a really great day for football, you know, in the middle of October. If both teams are playing, you know, say UCF comes in undefeated and Memphis comes in undefeated, you know, maybe game day comes, maybe, you know, if, if things play right for both teams. It, it, it is, you know, I, I believe ESPN ranked the championship game as one of its top three or four games of last season um, during its sort of replaying the best games. So, Evan, do you see Memphis getting over the UCF hump after losing twice to them last year? Don't hate me, Memphis fans, but I got this as an L. And it's not because Memphis is going to find a way to blow this game, kind of like last year a little bit. Um, I think you still got to stop Mackenzie Milton. You still got to stop UCF's run game. UCF's big up front. Memphis will come in fired up. Memphis will come in motivated. I do believe the game will be close. And I think that the Memphis defense can show something that they didn't show last year. This game will be tight, but... I just think too much Mackenzie Milton, and if you have to ask a quarterback to win this game, I think Mackenzie Milton right now is a safer bet than Brady White, so I got UCF winning a close one. I like the Tigers, honestly. I think they're going to get up for this one. I think this is probably the one that they've got circled on the on the schedule. You know, This is the, the game they're probably looking forward to more than any, any others. I mean, how often do you get to play for Memphis and, and welcome the defending national champs into uh, the Liberty Bowl? The defending national yeah. champs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the NCAA has technically recognized them, but exactly, you know. exactly. No, yeah. I I say that a uh, little tongue in cheek, but uh, but no, I I like Memphis in this game, but I do think they're anyway. We'll get to the next one after after this. I think you know this meant in the past during this four year run, these big home games, Memphis has not really lost them, and if this game's at an eleven a.m. kick national tv which i kind of expect it will be they don't lose those games either they beat ucla during that time slot they beat Ole miss at home during that time slot i agree i think they rise up and take down ucf which even though it returns mckenzie milton loses a lot from its defense which was you know overlooked in everything that happened last year they also lost scott frost you know i'm not sold on josh heupel just picking everything up and just you know, everything's going to be better. You know, everything's going to be the same with a new coach. So I agree. I'm going to go with, I agree with Jason. I've got Memphis taking down UCF um, to go to five and two. Um, so right now we've got me and Evan at, with them at five and two. Jason has them six and one. Um, all right, let's go at Missouri, October 20th. A big SEC game. I don't know when Memphis hasn't been on the road at an SEC team for a while, for the past few years. Evan, do you see uh, Memphis following up what I think will be a win against UCF by taking down a Power 5 team from the SEC? Let me start by saying I do not buy the Drew Locke hype yet. I think he has put up some big numbers. I do not know how good he will be. I do not know how good this Missouri team will be because last year they won games with against teams with winning records they lost every game no they beat teams with losing records they lost the teams with winning records i'm not sure how good this team is going to be yes they're going to have tough defensive guys um yes they have drew lock i think memphis can win this game but with it being missouri's homecoming i think missouri will have a little bit more juice and i think missouri will win but if memphis does win i will not be surprised i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with you on the end result but it's 
because I'm going to call it the UCF hangover. I'm going to say that because they beat UCF, if they lose to UCF, if Memphis loses to UCF, I bet they beat Missouri. But because I feel like they're going to beat UCF, I think they lose to Missouri. Same, the same type principle that you explained earlier. Yeah, and the other, the other thing we should mention is Missouri will likely be coming off a loss to Alabama when they play this game. Um, they play Alabama the week before. Evan mentioned it's homecoming. Barry Odom is their coach. Memphis fans are very familiar with him. Used to be the defensive coordinator here. I've also got this as a loss. I don't. I just don't. I don't see Memphis going into an SEC. Maybe if it was here, like I said, the previous game, like if it was here, I could. I could be convinced. But I, I don't see them winning on the road at Missouri. So I've got that as a loss as well. But if they do win that and they win the UCF game. That's that's how you start getting nationally recognized. Yeah. That would be yep. a big statement for the conference and for the program if they can go two and zero in those two games. Okay, next we've got at ECU, a tough place to play. They usually, even when they were when they're good, ECU draws really good crowds on the road to Greenville, um, even though it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and it stinks to go to if you're a reporter at ECU to start off November. Evan, do you have them winning this game? I have Memphis winning this game, and again, last year they put up a 70-piece on them. Maybe they don't put up 70, but Memphis wins this game pretty convincingly. I think ECU, um, their coach is on the hot seat, so I think um, they're going to want to make a statement against you know a team like Memphis, but I think Memphis comes back, especially if I think they're going to lose to Missouri, and it's also a bye week, coming off a bye week for Memphis. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. So I think Memphis wins this game pretty convincingly. Yep, Memphis wins, and to to what you to speak to what you were saying earlier, Mark, it it is not the most fun place to go if you're a sports reporter. I've I was there in 2013 uh, when I was covering Southern Miss, and um, you know it was it was all right. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's I mean it just takes it's impossible to get like like I'm trying not to go to this game as the columnist, Evan. I'm just warning you, you're going to have to connect to get to Raleigh and then drive an hour and a half through the middle like through deliverance country or or take a prop plane yeah good no, you're grief not, you're not gonna do that they're not gonna pay for that you're gonna have to drive <laughs> um yeah i got this as a win too this is probably scotty montgomery swan song right now jason seven and two me and evan six and three okay tulsa at home november 10th tulsa where mike norvell got his coaching start they were not very good last year tulsa will they be better this year evan do you have this as a win it's at home for Memphis. Win, 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 win. The quote, quote J-Rock in his new song. That's some L.A. rapper, y'all, who don't know TDE. Um, Memphis wins this game. I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much about it now, but Memphis wins, and they get ready for what I think will be the next uh, interesting games in their schedule, but Memphis wins. They sure better, and I think they will. Yep, W for me too. Next game, this is where it gets a little interesting to end the year. At SMU, new coach in Sonny Dykes. Uh, an ESPN two game at 8 p.m. Central Time, a newspaper deadline killer, and it's on it's on uh, six days, you know, rest so to speak. It's a Friday game. So, Evan, do you have them winning on the road in Dallas at SMU? It's a tough game. It's another Friday night game on the road. Quick turnaround. I have them winning, and here's why: Sonny Dykes, when he was at Cal, his offense was incredible. They put up great numbers. The, the air raid offense is going to do that. He'll fit in this conference, but. Those Cal teams couldn't defend worth a lick in the Pac-12. So Memphis should put up points. It should be a back-and-forth game. Memphis wins because their defense will make stops. I can't trust SMU's defense. I am going with SMU in this game. I think this is, 
like you said, it's a quick turnaround. It's on the road. So I think this is going to be one of those ones where they stub their toe. I don't think SMU had great wide receivers last year. Two guys who are playing in the NFL, one of whom was a first round draft pick. Those guys are both gone. While I think they will be better than maybe people expect, I think Memphis wins this game. I don't I, I don't I don't see them. I think at this point, as I've said, I think the first half of the year you're going to see some bumps for this offense. I think the second half of the year is when you're going to see this offense find its groove, Memphis. So even if, you know, Sonny Dykes can put up some points, I'd still take Mike Norvell over Sonny Dykes any day of the week. So, um now that with that, we all have them at 8 and 3 going into the season finale against Houston at home Thanksgiving Friday. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, if they're eight and three, there's a decent chance because we all have them losing to Missouri that this game is for the AAC West title um, because that would mean they've only lost twice, you know, depending on what Navy does since we all had them losing to Navy. Um, so everyone had this circled as a big game when the schedule came out, and our prediction is that it will be a big game. Evan, do they win this game? I'm saying they win this game, and it will be another crazy game as the last few Memphis-Houston games have been. Um, I don't think Memphis comes out slow and has a scoreless first half like last year. Um, I think they come out focused. It's senior day with the eight seniors on this team. They're going to want to win for these guys. And I think as crazy as Houston is going to be, they have some transfers. They obviously have Ed Oliver. I think Memphis wins this game, and by that, they go back to the AAC championship game. Yep, I'm with you. I think they win, and a lot of things that Mark was saying earlier are a lot of reasons why I think they lose the week before at SMU, but uh, I think because they lose at SMU, they beat Houston. I think this is one of those deals where if they are to beat SMU, then I think that might have a negative effect on them against Houston, but because I've got them losing to SMU, I've got them beating Houston. During this four-year bowl run, Memphis has not lost its home season finale. And some of those games have been big games. And if the, you know, like I said, I, this, during this run, they have not lost these big home games. Like when they're at the Liberty Bowl and they have a chance to be in the spotlight, which if this is for a division title, you know, maybe it wouldn't be the biggest game in college football, but it'd be one of them. Um, I don't think they lose it. I, I said on the radio yesterday, I had them at eight and four, but when I was going through it, I, I've got them nine and three. And all three of us have Memphis going nine and three with a chance, depending on how things break, with Navy, with Houston, of winning the AAC West title. Um, so that's very interesting that we all we all ended up with 9-3. and three. Um, We all had them losing slightly different games. Um, but I think the only one we agreed on was Navy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had them Tulane, Navy, and Missouri. Well, in Missouri, Missouri we all too, agreed yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so... It'll be interesting. Nine and three. I wonder how fans would react to that. I think that's you know about on par with what you know. Maybe that you fall short of the AAC West title, but I don't know if you could be disappointed with nine and three. And the very fact that we're even debating that shows you how far this program has come. That like eight and four would be disappointing. Nine and three would be like meh. It'd be like good but not great. Like that just shows you how how much this program has progressed in the past four or five years. And I should note, Drew Hill has a very, our new uh, CA Tiger basketball beat writer has an interesting story about just how excited people are on commercialappeal.com um, that you should check out. Um, let's go. Let's wrap this up really quick. Um, Evan, any surprises, anything people should know about the depth chart that came out uh, yesterday? I think most of it held, held to form just looking over it right now. I mean, 
The inside linebackers were very high. The coaches were very high on them all year. So it's no surprise that you have J.J. Russell and Keith Brown listed as co-will linebackers. Curtis Aikens, Tim Hart, both listed. Um, Mike Norvell said he's pretty high on all four of them, basically just rotating and being able to contribute. So nothing surprising there. Tyrez Lindsey um, regaining his starting role after um, Josh Perry started to end the season. Not too much of a surprise. I think, if anything, the big surprise was probably seeing um, – Sam Kraft listed as the number one as a starting wide receiver. I think just given what he's been through and just his return back to this team and getting a six year of eligibility, I think it'll be really interesting to see what he can bring on a deep wide receiver core. So I think that was probably the biggest surprise for me. Um, did anything else stand out to you? No, uh, not really. That sounds about right to me. Um, and then there was a new player at practice today. Tell, uh, tell Memphis football fans about the latest former SEC commit that Mike Norvell has pulled into Memphis. All right. I mean, I hope I get his name right because um, according to his Twitter profile, he's from, he has, he's from Nigeria. So I hope I get this right. Coyote Oladeli. He had um four-star recruit from Miami. He initially had signed with Auburn, but he was not able, he did not enroll. Um, still trying to figure out for what reason. But again, just like last year, same thing happened with Carlito Gonzalez, who was initially, um, committed, signed to Auburn, but showed up in Memphis. And today we showed up at, uh, Oladeli showed up at practice today. So it's going to be interesting. Um, we're not sure yet if he will be eligible, but obviously you get a four star kid. You're not going to say no. So, um, he, it should be interesting adding more depth on the defensive line. That's like a hidden, I, I wrote about it at the end of last year. Like Mike Norvell, guys like this, DeMonte Coxey was like this. He was at LSU. Um, you also had, you know, Josh Perry was a guy who was committed to Alabama and then ended up coming here. I mean, Mike Norvell has done a really good good job. Jonathan Wilson was a blue shirt who had been signed with Tulane. I mean, he's gotten some really good players this way late. So definitely a guy to watch. Uh, maybe not this year, but as we move forward. Lots of things to look forward to in the next week or so. Mercer on Saturday should be a really great atmosphere. Um, we'll be back next week dissecting that game and then looking ahead to the big Navy game that we all have Memphis losing, but we'll tell you how they maybe can win it. Make sure you come back next week and check out the Tiger Football Podcast. Till then, I was Mark Giannato. I was joined by Evan Barnes and Jason Munz. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy Saturday. A new episode of the Tiger Football Podcast posts each Tuesday during the regular season. You can also subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Football Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.